Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. 6.30 Chad and the Edmonton Oilers Hockey Club present the show that is everything Oilers. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Managed print services to keep your printing costs down? Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A. On Oilers Radio, 6.30 Chad. Welcome back, everybody. Bob Stoffer, along with Mark Spector, Sean Alford, Angie Quinnell, a cast of thousands, Jeff Robillard. Helping us out as well. This is Oilers now live on location. The 92nd running of the Canadian Derby will take place Saturday. Today was the draw out at Century Mile. Post time on Saturday for the event is at 2 p.m. That's when the gates open as well. For more information, you can visit cnty.com. Oilers Ryan Nugent Hopkins has got a horse earlier in the day involved in a race by the name of Infinite Patience. So uh, we will have a little bit of thought from the actual, uh, well, not quite the proverbial horse's mouth, but Matt Jukic is going to join us. He's the racing manager. He's going to educate us on the upcoming Canadian Derby, uh, how things are going out here, obviously, post-pandemic world. Well, we're still in the pandemic, technically. Yeah, there's no post-pandemic. Unfortunately. Uh, but uh, things have changed. At least they're able to have the race this year, Mark. We didn't have the actual running of the Canadian fair. Derby. You and me were that both at the race a couple years ago here. Oh, it's a fun race. Canadian Derby's a blast. Absolutely. Winners Now is brought to you by Digitex. Digitex.ca is Alberta's number one owned and operated place to buy office IT and supplies, office technology, and software. The River Cree Resort Casino Hotline is 7804960063. The River Cree Resort Casino Excitement. Bet on it. We will tell you. Bill Daly will join us. We're expecting around 140 today, the NHL Deputy Commissioner. Keep texting us on the Ashley Fine Floors text line at 7804960063. Ashley Fine Floors. Get the new floors you've always wanted with Ashley Fine Floors, 143rd Street, 111th Avenue, open Monday to Saturday. We're on Twitter, at Oilers Now. You can tweet me personally, Bob underscore Stoffer. I put a tweet out today, top five scores in the NHL over the last five years. Okay. McDavid and Drysaddle, number one and number two. Uh, not bad. Those guys are okay. Marshawn was third, Kane was fourth, and McKinnon was fifth. Oh, okay. Okay. Uh, Brendan Escott's also a big part of the show. He's back at the 630 Chad Studios. Again, this is our executive week. Uh, today, Bill Daly from the National Hockey League. Tomorrow, the commissioner of the Western Hockey League, Ron Robinson. They have a mandatory vaccination policy for all players. You don't get to play in the league unless you're vaccinated. It's that simple. Well, that's I am A, in agreement with that, and B, that's a league that doesn't have a players union to deal with, so they can make those rules. <laughs> Stu Ballantyne will be joining us on Thursday to talk about how it's going to work in Rogers Place this year. He is the president and chief operating officer of Rogers Place and Ice District, mm-hmm. so he's got the answers. There's been some changes in terms of the, uh, the F&B, the food and beverage in the building as well. Well, uh, and obviously we're going to be talking a bit about the, and again, the orders put out a tweet about, uh, about I think it was about two weeks ago, basically stating you need to have proof of vaccination to get in the building or a negative test over the previous 48 hours. The chiseler just texted me out of Las Vegas to tell me that in uh, in Vegas, you do not, it's not, man, you don't need to be vaccinated to be in the building. You can just buy a ticket and go in just like the old days. Right. Yeah. But you have to wear a mask in the building. Do you? Yes. That'll be, you know, I wonder what they're doing with casinos down there. 
Oh, wearing a mask at casinos? Yes. Yeah? Oh, I would assume they... Yeah, All that right, must Vegas, be... Vegas, man. That's, that's the Wild West? That's the Wild West. <laughs> All right. Uh... Mark Spector joining us again back on Tuesdays and Fridays for Horse Racing Alberta Live Thoroughbred Racing back at Century Mile on Fridays and Sunday evenings. Back to full fan access, but you can always watch and wager online at hbibet.com. Post time, 6.15. Here we go, Mark. We had people asking us, all right, who's going to be uh, one of the – so we're assuming Ryan Nugent Hopkins is it one of the two top six left wings. Is it an automatic? Hopkins and Hyman. Is it an automatic? It's automatic. That, it's an, uh, You're not paying Hyman for seven years to put him on the – you know, to play Fogel ahead of them. Yeah. Like, it's not happening. Right. So, there's, you know, so look at your team. You've, your top two left-wingers are are Hyman and Nugent Hopkins in no particular order. You know what? I'm not saying it's the best in the league, but it's pretty darn good. Who's your top two centers? McDavid and Drysaddle might be the best in the league. Who's your top two right-wingers? Is there? Okay. No, well, wait, you're wait, 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 I don't mind this. Like, well, you, what I'm saying is, I, got, I don't mind that lineup, Bob. It's not a bad lineup. I, I'll take it one step further. In Canada, if, amongst the, because of McDavid and Drysaddle, uh, now with the, the it, it, it's funny. The the one guy the analytics guys really liked that the Oilers signed was Derek Ryan, and yeah. they loved like. I'm as big a fan and supporter of Derek Ryan as there is. Hopefully he'll work out anyways, Bob. Yeah. In spite of the fact no, but I but the the numbers that he had in Calgary were Derek Ryan's a good, useful player. Right. I'm gonna say this, Bob, and I'm gonna say it now before the season starts. On a really, really good team, he's your fourth line center. Sure. He's gonna be the third line center probably for a while here. To start. Maybe for longer than you like, maybe not. Maybe he'll show he can be a third line center. I'm not saying he can't. Right. But on a Stanley Cup contender, he's a fourth-line center. And we'll see but, where Ryan McLeod ends up as well. Right. Right? I mean, basically, Derek Ryan, in theory, should be insulating yes. Ryan McLeod a little bit. Kyle Turris, there you go. by all reports, uh, is in terrific shape. Stayed in Edmonton this year. Strained with the Oilers guys. Yep. He's been in contact with the coach on a weekly basis. Hope so. He's looking to bounce back. Do hey. not rule out the possibility of him being an option on the right wing as well. Hey, Kyle Turris's NHL career is is up against the proverbial wall. Right. right. Two things. Uh, he's an unbelievable guy. And Oilers fans, you know, I know you don't get to know him that well, and he hasn't played that well, and it's easy to say, ah, whatever, he's yesterday's dude, all that stuff. Great guy. As a journalist, you, you wish he would play because he's a fantastic quote, and he really lets you in at what's going on. As a guy that's watched a lot of hockey, I've seen a lot of older players hit this point in their career. I haven't seen many turn it around at this point, Bob. That is where Kyle Turris sits. He has to – the train's rolling down the tracks on him. He hasn't been very good for a long time, and this is it for him. This is the last year of his – possibly his last NHL deal. He needs to get that train going in the other direction. I'm going to be interested to see him do it. Mark, let me ask you this because we had a texter ask our thoughts on fourth-line left wing. Devin Shore. Brendan Perlini, Tyler Benson. Yeah. Do the Oilers just need to give Benson a 15-game run to see what he can do as a as a, as a player? I'm not. He he's not not necessarily in an offensive role. Just play him and see what happens. Well, that's so. That's kind of where he's gone in his career, Bob. When he was drafted, you thought he was a top six offensive player. Uh, it hasn't gone that way for him. 
now he's he has now met his this will be his best opportunity to make an NHL lineup this year out of training camp. And he's not coming in here as a top six winger, Pop. He is, there's absolutely no door open for him to be a top six left winger. He's fighting for fourth line left wing. So that means he's not playing with gifted, gifted offensive sentiment. He needs to play a game that can earn him an NHL job this year. And whatever game that has to be, Tyler Benson, it's time for him to play it and stay. Yeah, I'm gonna. For me, this is this is gonna be an interesting one because Perlini, the coach, has got history with Perlini. Perlini, three times in his career, has had ten plus goal seasons. Like he's scored a little bit, albeit kind of in a second slash third right third line role. I mean, he was really a. I mean, he had offensive at bats for Arizona when he was there, and then it fell apart for him when he went to Detroit. But you know what? That happens in Detroit. Like, there's some guys that are pretty big on Dylan Larkin. Dylan Larkin's like minus 60 over the last five years in Detroit. It's been a tough place to play for like, sure. By the way, you, off the top of your head, you'd, uh, and it's our, there he is. Off the top of your head, it's a little bit of a tough one for you. Can you name who's got the worst plus minus in the NHL over the last five seasons? The last five seasons? The, the, uh, the club should be easy. I would pick a Detroit defenseman. How about a Buffalo defenseman? A Buffalo That's defenseman. no longer there. Okay. A Buffalo defenseman that's no longer there. Yeah. Uh, I forget who's no longer there. Rasmus Ristolainen. Ristolainen? I was just going to say they traded Ristolainen and they did, yes. All right. (laughs) There you have it. We're going to get educated a bit on the upcoming Canadian Derby. Matt Jukic is going to join us. He is the racing manager here at Century Mile. And uh, we'll take a quick time out again. We're live at location at uh, Century Mile for the upcoming 90-second running of the Canadian Derby. This is Oilers Now. Hi, this is Connor McDavid from your Edmonton Oilers, and you're listening to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on 630 Chad. Here we go. Welcome back, everybody. Bob Stoffer, Mark Spector at Century Mile. Saturday is the 92nd running of the Canadian Derby. And we are joined at this time by the racing manager at Century Mile, Matt Jukic. Matt, first of all, thanks for coming on the show. What exactly does a racing manager do? You name it. Uh, there's been many different hats worn here uh, in three years of opening. It's been a lot of experience, but a lot of fun. Uh, kind of seen it all from everything from the backside to make it making the finishing touches on construction to getting a race day going. So, I mean, we enter for for the horses up here. We do the entries for Century Downs as well. So, quite a, quite a few different things that that we do. Are you like everyone listening to this show, Bob and I included? Our jobs have completely changed in the last two years right yes. since march 2020 so what would be i mean i get it there haven't been people here i know you lost racing for a while yep. what has been the biggest sort of what have you been changed what has changed and what are you sort of sh- not struggling with but what have you had to adapt to the most i can't say that we're struggling much i mean we, we kind of came out of of covid pretty well our first year was good on track uh off track wagering was pretty pretty slow just being a new track people not knowing where we were what right. we were Northlands, of course was an established brand for, for yes. so many years and then seeing a new track pop up on the otb screens people kind of didn't really gravitate towards us but when we got into the marketplace last year we found spots that were pretty quiet when it came to other tracks running so we're able to kind of jockey ourselves into spots where people might now notice and start playing us, and our our play went up by about 400%. So we've been able to keep that steady. Uh, the challenges, I think the weirdest thing going to a racetrack is you want to be on the tarmac, and you hear the excitement, and you feel the people. 
and we had nobody here for a while. <laughs> and it right. just was just kind of a flat race day. The races still happened. Nothing really changed there. Like going to um, an NHL game, Bob. Exactly. <laughs> well, I was like, I, I could tell you from, uh, and Mark was in the building for all the home games as well with no fans there. I mean, it's, it's not, eerie. And uh, they didn't have the, it was, very cold in the building as well. That was the other thing that we noticed is it was incredibly cold, but just the the lack of atmosphere as a yeah. result. And then to watch like the college football this weekend or to watch EPL soccer. Yeah, the, the jump around week. going to Wisconsin yeah, it was and yeah, Inter-Sandman's blaring and in Votech. It, 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 was, it was crazy, right? So it, quite the contrast. So how, like, are, you, are you getting people coming out on Friday yep. and Sunday? Uh, how's that going? And how easily is it to access the building for the 92nd Canadian Derby coming up? We've had fantastic crowds all year this year. Uh, Friday nights were always popular when we were at Northlands. Uh, people kind of looking back towards that. Between 800 and 1,000 people are coming out here to watch the races on Friday. Sunday's a little bit slower, but more families. Uh, now we've switched to Saturdays now. When football started, we saw last year that our handle dropped off on Sundays when football kicked in. So now, as of last week, we're now on Saturdays too. So we go Friday, Saturday, 6.15 both nights, and we should be pretty solid there. So the horse I'm hearing about is Tony's Tappet, and I see his career earnings are more than twice every other horse in this race. He's coming up from Kentucky. Uh, as good as everyone's making him sound? He's, he's a very good horse, and he's done very well here. Um, he hasn't faced the two other ones that he'll see today. And, and Tony's Tappet was one they bought at the Turf Paradise over the winter. He's four for four here at Century Mile. He's looked great every time he's gone there. And he's been able to overcome things, which is nice, too. He's kind of slow out of the gate. He's been able to race wide. He's raced in traffic. And he's kind of dumped all that behind him and still crossed the wire first every time. So this will be his toughest his tough, toughest task here with Myopic and Uncharacteristic and getting a bit more ground as well for Bodie Monster, who should help him. Racing manager Matt Jukic joining Bob Stauffer, Mark Spector, live in location, Century Mile 92nd running the Canadian Derby on Saturday. So when you watch, and especially with the Kentucky Derby, because there's education on the horses to start, and then you, you take a look at, uh, you know, you got like Bob Bafford as the trainer, and you've got... You've got some of the richest people in. Is this still kind of the sport of kings, or or are there opportunities for smaller operators? I forget the name of the. There was an undersized. I think it was a filly about four or five years ago that was owned by like just two regular couples, and they'd want one of the legs or maybe two of the legs of the triple crown. There, there's a few over the years that pop up. Um, Mind that bird was one that won at fifty to one. The guy drove to Kentucky in his one horse trailer after winning the Sunland Derby and uh, really had <laughs> nothing else to his name. Uh, California Chrome won the, the Kentucky was- Derby. Yeah, it was just a, a nothing mare that couldn't win for eight thousand dollars at Los Alamitos, and turned out that she had a monster. That, that, that was that was right. That was, and it was just two regular guys that owned the horse, and yeah. And, so so how like I mean maybe explain or because there's all these great stories around people that are in the you know you hear the you know obviously I I would think that the stud fees on Secretariat Seattle Slough back in the day would have been off the charts, but you know is it the sport of kings or is it is there a wide variance in terms of who actually owns the horses and who's involved in the horse? racing and breeding industry the nice thing in, in horse racing is you think you can spend all the money you want to get a good horse and sometimes it doesn't pan out and sometimes like the california chromes that do win uh there's a horse that's famously went for 15 million dollars at auction named the green monkey and ran third twice and was retired so it doesn't get you everything uh they've bought horses here in different ways tony's tappa was a private purchase uh myopic they bought after his maiden win for two hundred thousand dollars uncharacteristic they claimed that a bc for eight thousand so there's different ways that you can kind of come across these horses it doesn't have to be the million dollar purchase to, to win races like this there's 
The Swift Thoroughbreds in Vancouver had a bunch of horses they would get from the Sheiks that were all million-dollar purchases, but just weren't going to fit their their grade one program, but they fit well out here. So mm-hmm. it helps, but it doesn't have to be you know, something like that. The Canadian Derby's always been like the marquee event right yeah. here in Edmonton uh, and fun. You know, everyone gets dressed up, and there's lots of events, and you know, there's a full car to racing, and and it's it's sort of the entry point for those of us who go to the track once a year, yeah. sort of thing, right? Uh, can you still put on the same event here, and are we going to see the same thing? Well, as of now, I mean, we're kind of we're kind of close as at this point for anything to change. So the nice thing was with any restrictions that came in, they were all indoors and masking. So right. being outdoors, we're going to be okay for the most part. I mean, we've sold out the restaurant up here. Um, the sands a couple four tops, I think we have left. But other than walking to your table in your mask, you can sit and enjoy the races without it. And outside, we're we're uh, full go. Good. Uh, do you believe any of the conspiracy theories coming out of uh, the two nine eleven JFK? Where do you want to start? Uh, no, I want to start on. I want to start. I want to start on War Emblem back in two thousand two. That there was no way they were going to let that horse win in Belmont after what had happened in New York City because he sank. Remember, he sank. He'd, he'd already won the first yep. the first uh, two legs of the Triple Crown. We finally had a, a Triple Crown winner. What was it? Twenty fifteen or twenty sixteen? Somewhere. It was the Buffalo it was draft. Thirty seven year. years. It was the Buffalo draft year. Yeah, I remember uh, that. Mary so, Farrell. There we go. So, and legend actually, spec was uh, during the course of the uh, uh, Oilers Carolina Stanley Cup Series. Okay. I forget the writer's name. He was from New York and he used to write racing. And he told me that there was this legendary uh, horse racing conspiracy that they did not want War Emblem to win because there was some money being funneled by one of the sheiks and they didn't want. There was no way coming off of nine eleven that they wanted want him to win. Yeah, it's possible. I mean, that was, that was I think it was a funny horse that changed ownership right before the Kentucky Derby. Right. And that I don't know where it changed from or where the money yeah. came from, but that would make a lot of sense. That would make a lot of sense. <laughs> so you're you're expecting like what would realistically? What do you think is going to end up showing up on Saturday? And they get so two o'clock is doors uh, open. Doors open, and the first race is at what time? It's two fifty. Is it so? Two? We pick two fifty to be later than the early tracks that day, and there's not much going on later in the day. There's no Del Mar. There's no Santa Anita. Uh, they're at Los Alamitos for for the afternoon, and then New York doesn't have any racing that day. So we think we're in a pretty good spot handle wise. We should be doing well over a million dollars. But two fifty is the first race. Derby will go about seven fifty, and then last race about eight thirty. Okay, and how many people do you think will be down here by by you know six o'clock, seven o'clock on Saturday night? Hopefully about six thousand. <laughs> that's that's the plan. We've got four. 4,000 GA uh, tickets out there. I, I have to check what we've sold. I know we've sold quite a few. Uh, like I said, the restaurant will be 400. The beer garden's another 400. Uh, the tent outside's 150. So should be should be fa- fairly busy here. It's right up my alley. All yeah, well, we were, here, we were here two years ago, Matt. So how do people find out more information on your website? So if you're looking for information on the entries, you can go to equibase.com and find uh, Century Mile stuff on there. For anything Canadian Derby, head to centurymile.com and uh, scroll down to Canadian Derby and you can get all the information. Awesome stuff. Great job. Thanks for carrying us in this segment. We needed all the help we can get. <laughs> Thanks, yeah. guys. Thanks a lot. That is Matt Jukic. He is the racing manager here at Century Mile. Bob Stauffer, Mark Spector. Don't you love those, 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 those sort of sports conspiracy? Because they're not... Not quite as as always uh, serious as maybe you know we're not. I mean, you heard that. Oh, listen, reference. the horse racing is has always had a a close tie with gambling, right? Which has always had a close tie. I'm not saying that these days continue, but in the old days. You know, you got in with casinos and gambling. You got in with a lot of guys that were into conspiracies, Bob. Right. <laughs> There's a lot of stuff going on back well, in the old days. Well, I mean, that, track. that goes without I mean, lots of fun. There was there was a time nobody would have believed that an NF or an NBA official would have been involved in gambling. Right. There, hey, listen, there was a time when they said. 
you can't put a sports team in Vegas. It'll never work. Yeah. Right? And now there's two. Now there's two. <laughs> and they're both doing pretty they're well. They're both doing very well. Sometimes it changed. And uh, and apparently <laughs> you don't need to uh, have any proof of vaccination to get yeah, in the building in Vegas. This year. So uh, there you have it. Bob Stoffer, Mark Spector with you. It is 126 in Edmonton. We will tell you that we've got uh, Bill Daly, the Deputy Commissioner of the National Hockey League, coming up. He's going to educate us a bit on sort of how the negotiations went between the NHL and the NHLPA. If you're an unvaccinated player right now in the National Hockey League, uh, let's just say it's problematic for you. That's the understatement of the year. Uh, If you miss games, salary is not going to be covered during that time. But if you're a vaccinated player that ends up getting uh, COVID, You'll be treated as though you're on the injured reserve list, right. and you will get paid during that time. Do you want to tell you that Mark Spector joins us every Tuesday for Horse Racing Alberta. Horse Racing Alberta, live thoroughbred racing. Just heard Matt uh, at Century Mile on Friday and Sunday nights. Back to full fan access, but you can always watch and wager online at hbibet.com. The Oilers Now Injury Report is brought to you all season long by James H. Brown Injury Lawyers. I know Trent Brown, the... A two-time CFL All-Star as a member of the then-named Edmonton Eskimos would be jacked about the performance of the Elks yesterday. The heavy hitters of injury law are James H. Brown. When accidents happen, go to jameshbrown.com. And there's an old saying in the car business, cars cost less in Wetaskiwin. Brent Ridgeford in Wetaskiwin is committed to providing unequaled automotive excellence, resulting in completely satisfied lifetime customers. If you currently have a vehicle that you're not using enough payments or interest rate that's too high, you may want to resell, finance, trade in for something different. Go visit Uncle Milt, Rich, Johnny, and the gang at Brent Ridgeford or call them 1-877-477-3673 or visit BrentRidge.com. We'll head off to a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell. Still to come in the final half hour of the show, more with Mark Spector and, oh, by the way, NHL Deputy Commissioner Bill Daly. Live from Century Mile, Bob Stoffer, Mark Spector with you on Oilers Now. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.